Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me yeah <laughs> my name's Megan, and i'm joined by my co-host producer and the person with the best hair ever melissa d Monts. hello thank you for the compliment you're I welcome also enjoy your hair well it's very dirty i had an ovarian cyst rupture um yesterday so i have yet to shower after the cold sweats mm -hmm. that i endured for hours so it is um it is slicked back but anyone who's watching the video can see melissa got braids and they look they look so fucking good thank you i'll thank my stylist they look good because you also look good so mm. it works mm. Um, this is an advice podcast, everybody. Hi, hello. We give life-changing, wonderful, amazing advice because we uh, have PhDs. We have doctorates. We are... A PhD is a doctorate. I know. As I said that, I was trying to like, come up with the third <laughs> one fast because I was like, well, they are the same. Mensa scholars, Nobel Peace Prize winners. Mm -hmm. What other other accolades? Um, just all the... Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's be real. Time Emmy which I hope to get one day. Oh anyway. yeah, you will. You will. I feel that's a, that, I feel like that's a dream board vision mm -hmm. thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, no, for real, we actually have no credentials. What we lack in credentials, we make up for. In opinion. Yeah, we do. So if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And the requirements for all of the above, you keep it under three minutes, you will be cut off. But we ask that you write it down. Practice what you are going to say. You can time it out and be like, oh, okay, perfect. This is under three minutes. And then that way you can have like all the information in there. You let us know your age. We really don't need to know your zodiac sign. No offense. I really don't care. <laughs> I know everyone thinks I do, but like sometimes it's fun to guess, but it just got way out of hand. Yeah. 
We want to know if it's about dating. How long have you been together? Like, give us all of the details. And the best way to give us all the details is to write it down. I really want read to know. it. This is a new detail I want to know. It's going to be weird. Your cup size. No. <laughs> how they smell. How the person calling smells or Both, how the person. All of it. Just like an age. I really don't want to know that. Yeah, don't say that. No. If the person doesn't smell like Rihanna, like, I don't want to hear a description. It's not like, oh, they smell delicious. If you tell me, what was the, so that meme going around that like white people smell like milk? Here's the thing. I can't, I can't change it about myself, but I will smell like milk. Thank you. I'm sure there are times where I probably have. There are like very specific white people smells like coming inside from recesses (laughs) specific. And then one time I was working, I was working on set. And three of the guys that worked in the crew, they were in a room. I walked in and it said, it smelled like white little boy. And then I walked out and then someone else walked in and was like, it smells like little boys in there. So I was on point. There is something specific about like a group of like 30 plus men who are like working all day, Mm -hmm. like with like physical stuff. Oh no, they weren't even work. They were part of like production, production. Mm-hmm. shut the fuck up yeah because crew there's a specific yeah, smell of crew different. and like and I give that yeah pass it's like construction they're, they're doing such hard work mm-hmm. these were people that worked in production they were sitting on they director's sitting chairs all days and they smelled like that mm-hmm. ew 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 i was gonna say another one is unwashed legs because yes. you know that's a yes. thing that we've learned mm-hmm. and also apparently celebrities don't bathe their kids cammy Crawford was posting it on her story and she goes, this is some white people shit. And I go, I can confirm, Cammie, I was not washed frequently as a child. Like it is, as a white person, I can self-identify. Like, yeah, no, it was definitely not like, you're not being scrubbed head to toe with a washcloth. I laugh so hard because Jodi Turner-Smith posted in this house we bathe. (laughs) And then they've put it in all the articles with the celebrities. And they'll post her first saying that. And then they'll post Joshua Jackson after. And then it'll just say, see above. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. She's an icon. Mm -hmm. What else do we ask? Oh, let us know your pronouns. You must be H and over. Have your parents' permission to call into the podcast. Don't call in if you're like doing something like illegal. Right. Unless it's like, you're wanting to catch someone who's doing something illegal. Which even then. I mean, the vaccine cards, that was fun. Oh, yeah. That I mean, was it wasn't fun. fun. I, I mean, mean yeah. It was, you know, mm-hmm. fun. We got some comments. We did? Mm-hmm. From who? They're on the reviews. Well, yeah, we hope to hear from you. And um, what? I mean, if you didn't know, we have a Patreon, by the way, if you want to watch this episode, if you're more of a visual listener. <laughs> If you're more, if you're into the visual content, you can see our facial reactions. It's a good time. What's new with you? Speaking of faces, the face in front of me. I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I recently directed Amanda Gorman's audiobook that she, it's a children's book that's coming out. So I got to work with her last Friday and she's very sweet. It's insane. You could make a collage of all of the people you've like worked with in the last like year year. is it just one year yeah because i started in like when the pandemic hit so a year and a half you could if you could make a collage and it would look like a people magazine i know (laughs) like it's like really impressive and really cool yeah yeah it's been cool yeah i'm excited when do we know when it comes out go to amazon it'll say no but that's exciting and you're moving oh yeah i'm moving next time we record i will have been it'll be the day after Mm mm-hmm yeah. We'll still be here, though, because... Oh, yeah. Well, because we're going out of town for my yeah. birthday next, next weekend. weekend mm-hmm. And then you move. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be out of town. Everyone's vaxxed. Everyone's getting tests before we go. I've literally not left Los Angeles since 2020, since February 2020. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, because you left right before everything hit. Mm-hmm. And you were like, shit's going down. And I was like, man, it's more fun. Mm-hmm. It was me and Becca Martinez being like, I think we're solid. I saw it this week because we had her on Not Too Deep. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But um, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I cannot fucking wait. Me too. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of what's new with me. Nothing aside from having a ovarian cyst rupture yesterday, which was a great time. Sarcasm. Excited to, like, live my actual birthday is going to be this upcoming. I need to, like, order some, like, cute shit to, like, put in the house just to, like, make it feel like my birthday. I don't know. I'm excited, though. And I'm, like, also excited to, like, gonna get my car washed. We're gonna drive my car down and, like, probably not the whole, like, not, like, the actual whole drive, but, like, when we're in Palm Springs, have, like, take the top down off of it so we can, like... We are going to get into our update. Mm -hmm. And our update is, I mean, she explains 
She explains it all, much like Clarissa. Did you watch that? No. I was going to say, were you even born? I don't think so. Okay. But I know the show. Lily talks about it all the time. Uh, it's Melissa Joan Hart. Okay. And it's basically her, like, in, imagine Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but just, like, a little younger. Okay. And she doesn't have powers. But then, like, she'll turn to the camera and then explain things. Mm. So it's basically just her junior high self. So just she, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Sick. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be down. Yeah, that's a great show. I watched it when the pandemic hit. I sat down and watched it because it was all on YouTube, I think. I tried to do that with Boy Meets World. And then there is something just really hard because they're on TV. There's something really hard about watching something in like that was filmed on a potato on like a 4K television. It's it's pretty difficult. I watched it on my computer. I think I could handle it it on my computer a little bit more. I actually hate watching things on my computer, but I just did it. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. Should we get into the calls? Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 29 and attending my first bachelorette weekend. Because of the pandemic, we will not be traveling out of the country, of course, but instead renting a house for a weekend with a pool. Aside from myself, pretty much everyone in the group is some sort of medical professional. They're a nurse, practitioner, doctors, physical therapists, psychiatrists, and so on. Um, with that said, we are, number one, of course, all vaccinated. But number two, they make significantly more money than I do. Uh, I thought I was preparing for this, knowing the group, by setting aside a hundred, I'm sorry, a thousand dollars for the three day weekend. But I've already spent over five hundred, and there are still three weeks left to go until the trip is planned. So the bride sister is organizing everything, and she keeps booking really elaborate forced group activities like spa and massage professionals coming to the house, a private chef to cook four course meals, and everyone has to pay seventy five to over hundred a plate matching pajamas and outfits and so on. After two weeks of these incoming bills for the group, I was thinking maybe we were all set. But just now, the sister texts the group again, asking if we would be okay to pitch in and pick up all of the bride's costs. So the thing is that the bride is a doctor and in residency and makes more money than I do and comes from an incredibly wealthy family. So I just don't see how that fair or why that's even something that's on the table right now. Um, I've been trying to opt out of things like the really expensive massages where I can, but I'm also afraid that I'm going to be left out uh, of a lot of the things that everyone else is doing. I'm just not sure why they weren't number one upfront about the cost so that we can make a decision if you know we even wanted to go, knowing what it, what it would be. And then number two, why they aren't being considerate and giving options on things such as meals where people can save, you know, a lot more. So the person I'm closest with that's also going is in grad school. And privately, she's expressed that she's not interested in spending $1,000 on a three-day weekend. But I have no idea how the rest of the group feels. What should I do? I don't want to be the annoying folks running the group or feel left out while everyone else is getting massages and things while I'm not. I've been saving for a travel fund for over the last year. So when the world opens back up, I was planning on using it. I can technically afford to keep spending, but this isn't the plan that I had or what I want to do with that money. Uh, We really appreciate your guys' input and what you would do in the situation. This is three days. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they've got a private chef. They're getting matching pajamas and things like that stuff adds up. No, I know. But like, I'm hoping the $500 is like including where you're staying. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, like, this isn't a bachelor party. Like, my birthday, we're doing going to Palm Springs for my birthday next weekend. And I have two friends who, one I separately, like, reached out to before where I was like, you just moved. You're spending a fuck ton of money. You have, like, three weddings in that month. I was like, I really want you to come. I don't want, like, do you want to come? Like, if you can't, like, cover the cost, like, I just, like, want to know. I don't want to put you on a group chat and, like, make you feel like... But, and then they were like, oh my God, no, like you're good. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to cover it. Like we'll do something at a different time. And I was like, perfect. And then I had another friend who I did was on the group chat and was like, hey, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that. And I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. But like, I didn't call all the show. I was like, here's all the options that we could do here. This is how much this would cost. Like I wanna get everybody's input for that. But this feels like so like wildly, wildly expensive. 
I don't know. I think like trying to like swallow your like potential embarrassment of feeling like I don't want to be the nagging one. That is such a fleeting feeling versus thousands of dollars in your bank account. Yeah. I think you and the other girl that's in grad school, I think you should just say, hey, guys, I'm at my cap now for my budget, so I can't spend anything else. And then that other girl could chime in and be like, hey, I'm in the same situation because I think there's probably other people that feel the same way, too, but they don't feel empowered to speak up. Yeah, I think do that. Say that on the group chat or the email with everybody and then also reach out to like the maid of honor. It sounds like bride sister or something. Mm-hmm. And say that specifically. And then in that, be like with the other girl, be like, we obviously like love her. And if we had known that we were trying to cover her costs, I've already reached my cap of what I'm at. Like I wouldn't be able to contribute to help cover her cost. I'm I'm sorry, but blah, blah, blah. So I think like having, I do agree that it is not being considerate and it's the cost up front and all of that kind of stuff. Like I think it's much more considerate to like let people know ahead of time how much things are going to cost versus like, make people yeah feel like they have to opt out as opposed to opt in Mm -hmm. you know like I think having like here's a thing that we're going to do in an option it's an avail it's available versus feeling like everybody's doing this one thing and I'm not but I think it's good that you have the one other girl there who's like in a very similar boat to you that you guys can like hang out do your stuff I also feel like the stuff for the bride should have been thought of at the very beginning that's yeah that makes sense to me like you can't make everything can't be as equally as important, especially when like you're working on a budget. Also, she said that, like the family comes from money. And if this is a sister that's planning it, why don't she just get her family to pay for it? You can't like plan this extravagant, lavish, expensive kind of thing. And like if you have family money, you have all of that, like do that and like treat everybody to it. And like you treat your sister, but like you can't be like the rich girl syndrome who's I mean, it is pretty. It is. It's odd. like you that's how you stay rich thinking about but you're also, you're not thinking about other people because money's that you have disposable money. So you're not thinking about other people's bank accounts. Yeah. I think you saying that you like set aside a thousand dollars for a weekend is like more than enough. Mm -hmm. Like, and you shouldn't feel guilty in like having to dip into like not wanting to dip into like your personal travel budget and all of that, because like, this isn't like the trip you would plan. This is like, no offense, like bachelor at parties or like weddings or anything, but like you are basically like you're doing the bride a solid. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a you're doing you're paying money for them. You wouldn't be doing this experience if it wasn't for them. Yeah. So I think that like it sucks that you can't really go back in time or like make them be considerate or like think of ahead on all of or that. Give a budget before you start booking things. Yeah. I just think that this is like for the next bachelorette party you get invited to up front just be like hey yeah I am really interested in going I would love to get like an estimated budget or like what the plan is ahead of time so I can make sure that I can commit to it I don't want to have to pull out if it's too expensive and I want to make sure that like I can allocate the right budget and like spend accordingly for the things that I really want Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. because yeah you should be able to like pick and choose like like would like a spa day be really important to you is that something that you would want to spend your money on and like if things keep coming up then you've already put money towards things that like you might not want to do as much as the other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, 75 to $100 a plate with a private chef. I can't. But yeah, band together with a grad student. And um, even if it's like awkward the day of, make sure that like that's who you're rooming with. And mm-hmm. like you guys can just kind of like together be like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's closest w- with her anyway. Yeah. So it seems like they probably are already roommates. Yeah. Oh, well, best of luck. I hope it goes well. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 24 and I go by she, her, and I'm going to mainly be talking about my roommate. She's 23 and goes by she, her. For the sake of the story, I'll call her A. I will also include my other roommate. He's 24 and goes by he, him. I'll call him R. For context, we all just moved in together a couple months ago. I've lived with A before during my last year of college. We didn't know each other when we first moved in, but as the year progressed, we became best friends. She's a couple years behind me, though. So once I moved out, she still had a couple years of school left. R is a childhood family friend I grew up with. There were small areas of childhood where we were close, but we didn't become as close as we are now until we both became neighbors after graduating college. Long story short, I moved in with my college best friend and my childhood friend turned best friend. Another thing to note is our work schedules are all different. I usually have to be up the earliest, but occasionally R has to be up early as well. Okay, so here's the problem I'm experiencing. A likes to talk, like talk forever without taking a breath. Sometimes I don't mind it, but a lot of times she includes details in the story that simply do not matter and just adds the length of time to get the whole story out. 
R and I have talked about it truly not in any sort of personal way towards her, just saying things like, Oh, I didn't get to bed until one AM last night because A was telling me a two hour long story. It's worth noting A and R are both diagnosed with ADHD. A is medicated, R only takes meds when he feels like it. It's gotten to a point where I've started to just stay in my room at after a certain time before A gets home from work so I don't get stuck in the story and end up getting to bed too late. But it sucks because sometimes I want to chat uh, just after two hours. R and I have both made subtle comments during conversations like, I really need to go to bed, or can you make this part of the story quick? And she doesn't seem to read those cues. Another issue we've been experiencing is that these conversations are pretty one-sided. For example, I could go, ugh, today was such a bad day, and A would go, ugh, same, and go on and on about her bad day and never asking about mine. Or if I bring up something about me, she'll somehow reverse it to be about her. I started noticing this before we moved in together through our text conversations, and I kind of just learned not to expect any sort of response to what I would express. I know it's not intentional at all, but it can be kind of exhausting having to listen to these detailed pack stories and not getting the same energy return. And I know it's an ADHD thing, but she's also made comments about how she used to dominate conversations, but then became self-aware. So it's not like she's not aware that it's a thing, but she's definitely not self-aware she's currently doing it. So anyway, any advice on what to do about it? I really, really don't want to do anything or say anything that's going to come across as mean because I know none of this is intentional. But I would like to be able to have a quick chat before bed or um, talk about my day um, without all of this going on. So anyway, thank you. This is difficult. I understand in the ADHD way. I definitely have issues. And anyone who listens to the podcast can know that like, I can like beat a dead horse in a conversation or I can like, I'm not very concise in the way that I speak. I'm much better. Like I'm much more concise in like writing and that stuff. I think this is like a very extreme level. And the same thing when it goes to talking about herself and that, like both of those things, like you are correct. They're both ADHD in order to relate to someone will like think about something that happened in their own life and like how that can kind of compare. Because I think that the way to go about it might be the first step is having your other roommate who also has ADHD bring it up to her and like can maybe offer her like, hey, I know this, you do this thing. I do it too. Very much an ADHD thing. Here's something that I've like learned to kind of help with that. Would you feel comfortable if in conversations when you start doing this, if there's something that I could say or do a signal that could like let you know that that's happening when we're dominating conversations like that, it can like make other people not feel like seen or heard or as important. And it's something I've worked on in that kind of a way, like a therapist to be able to help with this and also spending an hour talking to a therapist. You can get like your stories out that way, maybe starting a YouTube channel, get Mm -hmm. them out in that way. But I think that like there is a combination, obviously, of like this, like a neurodivergent thing. But then also you got to work on it. Yeah. And like it might feel awkward to say something like that. But I think if you are going about it with like good intentions, that awkwardness is like very fleeting. And I think if someone gets upset, like you can feel embarrassed and kind of like a shame, like, like, oh, fuck, like that makes me feel bad. Like I feel really embarrassed that I've done that. But like, She's been through it before. Yeah, like that's a fleeting feeling. And clearly she's already heard that before and attempted to work on it. It just hadn't been that successful. But then I would also say at the end of the day, like if it doesn't get better, this might just be a character flaw that is aligned with her ADHD that like amplifies it or is just a fucking coincidence. And it might just be like who she is. And it's hard because like I've had friends like this and like I just like take a break from them or sometimes like I don't want to talk to about certain things because like then it just makes it about them or whatever. But like when it's your roommate, it is a lot harder. I have a very like exact way of saying things and uh, don't really carry on. But I do. I've had to deal with this or not deal with it, but have had friends that are, you know, a little bit long winded and I've made a joke about it and I'll be like, Okay, before we get into this conversation first, if she's not asking how you're doing, that's one thing. We can ask about my day and then we can go on because I know that you're going to have things. But how about you give like, you know, a short summary of what the topic is and a few bullet points. And I've jokingly said it and it has helped in conversation. Yeah, because it's not intentional. But Mm -hmm. this is what you have to figure out with this girl. If it like is like you're completely self-aware of it and you just don't give a shit. (laughs) that's a character flaw that's Mm -hmm. not an accident and something that just happens I say have your other roommate talk to her about it first and then I would never in any circumstance have it be like two-on-one and have you both talk to her about it like 
because that can feel kind of like an attack. But yeah, I think like even joking, like if it's like you say it where it's like she's telling a story and it's like, okay, you've got 10 minutes before I go to bed. You can like jokingly put a timer on your phone. You're like, 10 minutes are up. And if she's like, come on, you're like, you know, okay, I'll give you five minutes, but I genuinely have to like, you got to learn how to tell stories faster because Mm -hmm. like I need to go do this thing. Sometimes you just need me time too. Yeah. It's not like an endearing kind of quality. (laughs) It's not like... It should. And like, that's the part that I'm like, it's so odd because like, it's something I hate about myself that I do. I am envious sometimes because I'm like, you have a way of expressing yourself in a verbal way, but I can understand if you're giving points to the story that no one cares exactly. about and it's not important. And that, that's why I wonder if this is like an ADHD thing to her, because like for me, I don't even necessarily want to give the fucking details to the story. But like, if I say something and I like mess up how I'm saying it, or I'm like, oh, I was wearing like a yellow shirt or whatever. I will go five minutes ago. Actually, it was a green shirt. It doesn't matter. But like, mm-hmm. I have to fucking say it. Yeah. And like, I don't like that about myself. Like, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like, I think any sort of hinting, like I would have picked up on all of the hints that they've been giving so far. And so like, part of me wonders if she thinks it's just like quirky. Yeah. And it's like, this is or not... She's just not- aware anymore. yeah she could or maybe this is an improvement of where she was oh my imagine if this is actually oh a massive improvement also like sometimes you'll tell stories and i'll be like i've already heard yes and it's helpful yeah. that's what i need to know yeah but yeah i i think that like at the end of the day if like he says something to her and you guys both kind of like and like you bring it up in a joking matter the next time it starts to happen if there's like no improvement from there like get a new roommate because mm-hmm. like this is her Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. 
I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. Oh, and, and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code Blame Me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story 
It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I got myself into a situation and it's completely my fault, but now I don't know what to do. I'm 22, she, her, and me and my boyfriend, who is 23, he, him, had dated in high school for four years. We broke up for about two years and have reunited about a year ago and recently made things official. His cousin, we'll call Jack, who is 24, he, him, has been a friend of mine for many years and we recently have become better friends within the last year. One night, me and Jack both wanted to go out and my other friends who normally go with us were out of town and my boyfriend isn't a huge fan of ours and didn't want to go and stayed home. So just me and Jack decided to go and we met up with other friends while we were there. About an hour into us being out and drinking, he started putting his hand on my hip and pulling me close to him, which he's never done before. After the bar, we stopped at his house so he could grab a charger and we ended up hanging out in his room on his bed watching Netflix. We didn't kiss, we didn't have sex, we just laid in his bed and cuddled, which I hate to say this, but it was kind of nice. He took me home, and the whole drive, he had his hand on my thigh. We ended up talking a lot in his truck. He told me how he's always had feelings for me and wishes wishes he had gotten to me first and all this other stuff. The next morning, I messaged him asking how much he remembered from last night. He said he remembered all of it and still feels the same way as what he described last night and about what we talked about. I explained to him that even if me and my boyfriend broke up, that they are cousins and it would be hurtful to him if anything happened between us. Since then, we've had simple, friendly conversations over text and multiple times he's asked me if I want to hang out or come over. I've explained to him that I don't feel comfortable doing that because of my boyfriend. We have mutual friends and have hung out since with our friends. I still feel really bad about that night and how I disrespected my boyfriend by crossing the line with Jack, and we've agreed to keep it a secret between us and forget it happened. But since then, I can't stop thinking about how it felt when his hands were around me. I try to tell myself that the only reason I feel like this is because he's giving me attention and that he probably says this to everybody. I've even tried to think of all the bad qualities about him, but so far nothing's worked and I can't seem to get him off my mind. I know there's no way in hell that I could ever be with him and feel okay about it, so why do I have these feelings? Why do I get jealous when he's around other girls? I love my boyfriend so, so much, and before this, everything was perfect. I could see myself marrying him, but now I find myself second-guessing everything. I hate that I'm feeling like this and that I'm keeping this from him, and it kills me to know it'll hurt him if he ever finds out. I just want to know how to get over Jack and stop having these feelings and go back to normal with my boyfriend. I'm not good with tough love, but if that's what I need, bring it on. Okay. Um, I know you said you're not good with tough love, but if you need it, bring it on. Here we go. You need it. You have to. You have two options. You break up with your boyfriend and you do not tell him. And his cousin might tell him. Someone else might tell him. It might come out eventually. And it will not have come from you. And it will hurt so fucking much. But you can break up with him and never tell him. Mm -hmm. To ensure that he doesn't find, like, that you're not around if he ever finds out you're no more mutual friends like all of that or you have to tell him and not only that but you clearly have feelings for his cousin too you do without a doubt without a doubt so i don't even know if this is the relationship you know in any way like if you want this to continue like to be if you want to be with your boyfriend you have to completely not talk to his cousin anymore because you're still talking to him regularly mm -hmm. and you have to come clean about what happened he can't forgive you if he doesn't know what happened yeah. and you cannot forgive yourself until he you can't forgive yourself 
while knowing this information that he doesn't know. That's the reason why you're not over it. And she can't move past it because Mm -mm. she's still talking to him all the time. And you still have the secret. And you still think about it and you think it was nice. And well, the issue is, is like you, even if you stop talking to his cousin right now, you share something really intimate with him and that's Mm -hmm. a secret. Mm -hmm. And so there is always something tying you and him together that it's only you two who know that. So when you let your boyfriend know and you tell him that takes away that power that that thing that is between the two of you, mm-hmm. like, because you can't, this is where the tough love comes in. Not that the other parts weren't tough love, but like, you're saying like, how do I get over him? And how do I get back to normal? You can't get back to normal. There's no, there's a new normal that you're going to have to figure out, but you can't figure that out into everything's out on the table. If there's any possibility or likelihood that you could completely get over his cousin and like move on with your relationship, the only way that you can do that is if your boyfriend chooses to forgive you and you both are able to choose and move past that. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that on your own. You can't. You can't because you're just going to constantly be thinking about what if. And it's not fair to yourself and it's not fair to him. No. And then like, you're not the only person who is in that situation. So like you deciding not to tell him doesn't mean that it's not going to come out. And mm-hmm. if you stay with him and like that fucking cousin, it's going to be like, I want to blow this up. And it's like, I'm pissed off and I'm jealous. Now I'm going to say it. What happened happened. You can't erase it. You can't change it. It can't go away. Him not knowing it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And if you so desperately don't want him to ever find out and you can never let him know, then you have to break up with him. Mm -hmm. Like those are the only two fucking options. And I think what you should do and the best thing to do is to be really upfront and just honest in the situation. And like, I'm super apologetic. I did this. I feel really bad about it. And I kept it hidden from you. And I'm really sorry. And I think even after that, you need to take a step back from this relationship and not be in this because you're not emotionally in it in that way at all. And like, you're feeling a lot of guilt, but you're like, you're still feeling feelings towards him. It's not just guilt that you're feeling. This like sucks, but you're young. And this has been like a high school boyfriend. And like, I just, it's messy. It's messy. But also her boyfriend, like, trusted both her and the cousin and they went out when he didn't want to go out he thought it yeah that just i would be shitty i would be absolutely livid but you have to understand when something happens a secret is not a secret it's a it's a fact of information that will eventually come out Mm -hmm. and when you are the person with the secret you have the power to decide i'm going to be the one who says it i'm going to be able to like have some sort of input in how it's put out there and like how the conversation goes. I'm going to be able to be there for it and it's not going to be someone else saying some shit. Inevitably, it will come out and getting ahead of it is the best possible option because if you tell your boyfriend, you are not telling him to hurt him. But when his cousin eventually will tell him, he is going to tell him with the intent to hurt him. Yeah. And what is the cousin? What is he trying to get out? Let's say, let's just say that you broke up with your boyfriend and then went with the cousin. Like, He's trying to make Christmas real fucking awkward. Yeah, like he's close enough that like it seems like they're close and they're friends. They're not just cousins. They're like actually friends. What does he think is going to come out of all this? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like this is like I hate to do like ageist things in this and I don't mean this to be ageist at all. But like a 24 year old dude doing this, this is just messy. This isn't Mm -hmm. like you're my one true love. Like we're going to have to make this work. Like because if this was and you guys were the ones who are destined to be together, it would have been done in a way that's like the least catastrophic, right. but like, or just like waiting in the wings. Yeah. Until maybe you guys break up. Has he then... never seen a rom-com? Right. Like this is not the one that works out. Mm-hmm. This is like the beginning of the rom-com where it's like, we know that this isn't the person she's supposed to end up with. It's definitely gonna be the guy we meet 15 minutes in. This is not the character you want to play in your own story. And it no. sucks. And it sucks. And I definitely hear that like you are just struggling with it. Yeah, yeah. You are, you're ashamed of it and you regret it. But I think for you, it's understanding that like there is nothing deeper to it than like, why do I not stop thinking about him? Why do I feel jealous? You have feelings for him mm-hmm. and you do. And like be, having feelings for one person doesn't mean you don't have feelings for another person. He's giving you attention and like, that's great. But if you were happy in your relationship and you were like so in love with your boyfriend, like it wouldn't matter. And that has nothing to do with your boyfriend. It's not that he's not enough or anything like that. It's just like, in the words of Love Island, your head is being turned and like you can't really go back in time and pretend that that didn't happen. And I don't think you want to because like you're still hanging out with him in groups. You're still texting. Like you guys had that, the whole thing. And like 
you just have to be upfront and honest with your boyfriend. And I think from there, you'll be able to see what you actually want for the outcome of the situation, which I really think it should be just like being single and like taking time away and separating from this group so they can like heal their relationship between each yeah. other. Yeah. So messy. I hope that wasn't too, t- I feel like that wasn't too I tough. Think it was, I think we could have been way fucking yeah, tougher. I mean, we have been. Definitely. Hi, Megan and Melissa. My boyfriend, he, his, and I, she, her. Um, we're both 24 and we've been dating long distance for about two years now. We've been friends since high school and we started dating our senior year of college. Um, we went to different colleges three hours apart and we visit each other frequently on the weekends. But I graduated a semester before him, so I moved to a new city with my best friend and I got a job. And the plan was to keep doing a long distance and he would graduate and get a job in Detroit because he's in the automotive industry. And once my year-long lease was up, I'd move in with him. But the majority of relationship... Um, we were really strong, and I really believed I was going to marry him. We even looked at rings, um, and that was all really great up until about six months ago. His first job he got, he was traveling a lot, and we went from seeing each other every week, a week and a half, to now every three to four weeks. He already lacks communication and intimacy skills, and the increase in distance has made these issues worse. But because of that, I started to lose confidence in our compatibility. I focus on the negative and nitpick at his shortcomings. It's made me second-guess moving. But my lease is up in little over a month, and I'm not sure what to do. I love him, but I also love where I am right now. Uh, we're having these issues, and he's asking me to quit my job, leave friends, and a great city behind to move six hours away and with him, where I know no one, and will have to get a new job. If you're wondering why he hasn't just moved to me, he needs to be in Detroit for his job. I'm a nurse. I can go anywhere. So I have brought up these issues with moving to him, and he just believes that moving in together will solve all these issues, or at least it's like worth a shot. Um, my doubt started right when he began traveling, so I'm not sure if being closer will solve these issues or if I've gotten clarity and we just aren't right for each other. Our main issues are the verbal communication and our libidos are not very compatible. His is a lot lower than mine and it has led to me many times feeling rejected and insecure. So we've had multiple discussions about our issues and a part of me believes that we can make it work because he is amazing and we're compatible in so many ways. But the other half of me just wants to end it because the few issues that we do have are huge, like communication and intimacy. So do I leave behind everything to move and hope we solve these problems, or should I just try and find someone new who's more compatible with me? I would appreciate any advice you have. Thank you. You are one foot out the door. (laughs) I've said this so many times, but like, if you are like, should I break up? If it's even crossing your mind of like a logistical possibility, like, hey, I kind of want to do this. I'm second guessing this. Like, do that. You don't really like when you go through tough shit in a relationship, if like breaking up isn't on the table for you, and I don't mean like a religious way or like divorce or anything like that. But if you're like, how can I problem solve this versus like this, this doesn't seem like a problem I want to solve because like, yeah, moving six hours away could solve that problem. But do you want that solution? Right. To me, it feels like Because when we've talked about long distance before, it's always, you know, you have to have an end goal. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you like the space in long distance and like you would be perfectly fine with continuing to have a relationship that's long distance. And that's not what he wants. Yeah. If he was better at communication, I think that like, I don't think that this would be an issue or a problem because I think like, let's say he was great at communication and like libido was very matched and your intimacy was great you wouldn't still wouldn't want to move six hours away and like leave all of your friends and like your job and like have to start all over brand new again so why would that be a solution to something when like that in itself is a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that creates a problem but the idea that that's going to be a solution to me is just like a really like immature way of thinking that like or you just don't know that to me is extreme communication stuff that you are like, you are so not aware of how communication works that you think that our communication will get better just based on proximity. Mm -hmm. And like, that's so, 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 so not it. And it's asking a lot of you in general. But yeah, I think that like the reason why you probably started to feel these like massive doubts when he started working farther away is I think what happened is... 
if see, going from seeing someone a couple times a week, like they are a part of your routine in your life. But like when he's gone three to four weeks, like you are not that you're forgetting about him, but like you are living kind of a single life and a more yeah. independent life. And you're realizing maybe I don't miss him as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I don't hate this as much as I thought I would. And now the idea of like giving up this freedom that I don't find like lonely or isolating to move to you to just focus on you entirely. That's a lot of pressure to put on a relationship too. I think that this is not it, especially because like you're thinking like, should I just find someone else? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like you have the ability to move. And if like my significant other was somewhere else and like I knew that this is who I'm going to end up with and my job is very mobile, then hell yeah, I'm going to yeah. go. You have the option and this is something that's just not on the table. Like you don't want it. So don't force yourself into something you don't want to upheave your whole life to go to a place where you don't know anyone, don't have any friends, have to get a new job or work at a new place. You'll still be a nurse. But if you're not going to be happy, why leave? It's just creating more problems. Mm -hmm. And like that's like the idea that he thinks that will solve a problem of communication. And like it just won't. And like the doubts are coming because you realize that you are you can do life without him. Mm-hmm. Not because like, you're like, oh, hmm, this communication, it, like, I don't think that's the timing of it. I think that you realize you could do life without him and it sucks to say, and I wouldn't say that to him, but yeah, moving in together should be like an exciting next step that you're both like really looking forward to. And it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And like, you're moving in together when it's a good thing mm-hmm. and it's not being used as like a tool or like, a means to fix something or to solve a problem. Like I even think that like, if you have the ability to not, a lot of people move in together with partners really early on, like, cause they need to financially cause leases are up and all of that stuff. And I totally understand that. But I think even I've, I've had friends who've done that, who've said like, yeah, I wish we didn't have to do that in an ideal world. We could have like taken our sweet ass time and moved in together when we really were emotionally ready to, and it wasn't a financial need. Like, I think that that's, just sets you up way more for success. And if he wanted to continue this relationship and you both did, it would be working on your communication so you can feel comfortable moving in together. Yeah. Like that has to get solved before you move in. And I just don't think that this is... This isn't the relationship for you. Mm -mm. You would have no... You wouldn't have these kinds of very legitimate doubts. But um, I've got faith in you. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you do. Yeah. Let us know. I hope it goes well. Yeah. Do we have one more? Nope. Don't blame them. <gasps> don't blame them. So this is where a listener will call in with their own advice based on a previous episode. So what do they give all the details? They give all the details. Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm actually calling in for a don't blame them for the most recent episode, which would have been episode 11 of the current season. Um, so I'm calling for the girl who her and her boyfriend were throwing around the idea of moving in with her roommate, but then her boyfriend ended up getting his own place and she's going to be doing school and he has a job and they're 22. So I was actually recently in this exact same situation. Um, my boyfriend and I haven't been together as long as you guys have at the time that we did this, but I can only echo Megan and Melissa's advice. We basically ended up living in separate apartments for the entire time that I was in grad school, which was for two years. And so he had his own place. I had my own place. We would go back and forth. He would come over and cook me dinner. I would go over there and we would cook together just different things. I know y'all had a little bit of a different dynamic because of um, like your classes being at night, but you just have to be a little bit uh, more intentional with your time, probably especially on the weekends would be my best advice. But part of the reason we ended up living separately was actually because of my parents. My dad was like, your boyfriend's not going to be your roommate kind of thing. They're very religious, which is like its own, that's its own tale. But um, initially I was like, super upset about this, but we were 22 at the time. And now I'm about to be 25. And I'm so thankful for our relationship that we took two years to not live together. 
So definitely recommend listening to Megan and Melissa on this one. Like I think living apart is actually super good for your relationship and like having your own space can only help you grow. It's not, it's not going to ever hurt you essentially to the kind of rest of your call. Um, or at least the beginning of it when Megan and Melissa thought that you were going to move in with your roommate. Um, me and my boyfriend just did that and we've been living with her for two months and it's already not going well. So don't even, don't even do that after, <laughs> after you live separately. Don't recommend at all. But yeah, I just echo Megan and Melissa's advice and I love the podcast, you guys. So have a great day. Have a great time. Um, and yeah, just always listen to what Megan Willis is like. They're, they're the best. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Bye. Well, wow. Well, thank you. That's our new intro. <laughs> just listen to Megan. Always listen to them. They're the best. <laughs> Add it to the soundboard. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's spot on. Love everything about it. Everyone who I I know who has like taken that time and space before they moved in with a partner like and had their separate apartments, nobody regrets it. Mm-hmm. Like you never regret taking a relationship slowly and like enjoying each step of the way. But you will regret moving in with a third roommate when you are a couple. Yeah. And you know who regrets it the most? The third roommate. Yeah. Cause it's just like you come home and like <laughs> if the couple is like they're cuddled up on the couch and it's like is this like date time or like, can I sit here on the couch that I might have bought? Like, it just makes things awkward. It's so, 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 so weird. And I'm sure it works for like some people, but like, I can't imagine all three parties being, I think three roommates uh, in general is like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It should be, if anything, it should be even at least. At so least. You could have two on two because mm-hmm. it's always going to end up being two on one. And especially when you're like, imagine like they're fighting. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's like living with my parents again. I, I could mean, never do that. The last time I had a roommate, this has been five, six years ago now at this point, but her boyfriend was over all the time. And it was weird when they'd get in fights. Like I was like, I don't even know this dude. I don't know what his like temperament is. So I started like putting a knife in my room because <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking fair. Yeah. And it would just, and then I'd go out and he'd be like sleeping on the couch. Like, Why the fuck didn't you just go home? I hate that. Yeah. It just makes things weird. It's college-y. Yeah. And like. And this woman was like 50. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see any random person sleeping on my couch yeah. unless I'm in college. And mm-hmm. even then I don't want to see it. Right. But like, I'm a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Well, hopefully that person in the original call follows our advice. Because now we have another person mm-hmm. saying, follow our advice. Maybe that's what our next merch drop should be. Follow our <laughs> advice. I'm never wrong. <laughs> unless I am. <laughs> In which case, I'll just graze on by it. Um, so we hope you all enjoyed this episode. That is it. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. All the same rules and requests for the calls apply that uh, we listed at the beginning of the episode. We are available on Patreon. If you want to pay $1 a month for the video version, that's it. $1 a month. It's like 20, 25 cents an episode. And you can see the video version also helps support the show. And we have a $5 tier, but you can also adjust it to however much you want to contribute if you are a prince or the heir to the, what's the Taylor Swift lyric? Heir to the standard oil family name. Is that the, I think it is lyric. Okay. I don't know why you're asking me. No, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm mostly like trying to do it in my head. If it didn't happen in the... Who else? The Waynes family? Who else is... <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any other brothers that we're into. With the Waynes brothers. Waynes brothers and like sons as well. Because they're oh, yeah. all like my a- age. Age-wise, so. that works for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Melissa and I did go on a deep dive on them a couple weeks ago. We did. And oh yeah, so our Patreon, we do live streams, just like Zooms hanging out all together twice a month. They're really fun. And uh, you also don't have to join. Like you're more than welcome to join the tier, support the show that way. And um, you can like watch the uploads of the lives, like figure out what the vibe is like. And then if you want to come in, but I can promise you, we have new people who come in like almost like all the time and um, they yeah, enjoy fun. it. This week we had somebody yeah. new and she just hopped right in. Like, I loved it. there the whole time. Yeah. She's it. like, hi, I'm new. This yeah. is my like deal. This is what I'm about. And it was like, perfect. Yeah. Great. So like, it's a very fun supporting, supportive community. And uh, our 
merch is out. Yeah, the pre-sale's over. So stuff started getting printed last week, two weeks ago from this. So, or no, it is last week. Very yeah. exciting. We can't wait for everyone to get it, mm-hmm. but we it's still available. We would love if you ordered it, repped it. And again, if you're a Taylor Swift fan or if you're a therapy fan, dual meanings. Yeah. Dual meanings. My new presets are out. They're really cute. They're great. My book is out. The paperback edition of my book is coming out soon. Hardcover is also out in audiobook. I did get a surge in sales from blowing up on anti-sorority TikTok after Alabama Rush TikTok blew up. So if you want to get my book, check that out. And yeah, those are things that I have to promote aside from following me on different social media as well as our TikTok, the podcast, all of our socials. I do want to say that I love the cover of the paperback if this is what it's like you. The blue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It took a lot. I may have to, you know, order another one so I can get the other cover. It's It's really cute. cute. My publishers finally got a win because I was like, they were like, can we at least put you on the cover of the paperback? And I was like, for sure. So I love it. I didn't want to be on the cover of the, like the hardcover book because like, I feel like, I think the book is like great if you know me, but I also think it like, it's not like a very YouTube-y kind of book. Like it has like, it just doesn't feel like you. I know what I am on the back cover. I know. I know. I, I was really set in my guns. I didn't want to be on the cover. And it was like, also I started the book when the era of like every YouTuber is coming out with their memoir and like, it was all just their face. And like, if I, I never pick up a book with someone's face on it, if I don't recognize who they are. And so I was like, I kind of wanted this to be like a little more and like, it's so chic and like, you can put it out somewhere. It looks cute but now we have paperback and i pretty much always knew i was gonna be on the paperback so like okay oh i want to pro yeah (laughs) i was like did you say um uh one of my podcasts uh behind the wheels is now back it's with uh dj and a musicologist dj Issa Rae's wedding and like all her events and he's been on like Insecure and stuff so like so cool. he's like a big deal and so if you like enjoy R&B music hip-hop music black music um our first episode is out and we had my guy Mars on who is a big producer so come check it out hell yes and if you're ever curious about all the many podcasts Melissa does go to her um website or her website's Instagram, her mm-hmm. business, the busiest woman. I am pretty busy. You are really fucking busy. Um, well, that's it for this episode. If you want to go leave a review on the Apple podcast app, we would appreciate it. And it will help us um, boot all of those Rachel. <laughs> she keeps leaving them. Every Rachel's obsessed with she us. Is obsessed. She, she like really me. is obsessed. <laughs> I think she listens to the episodes yeah. just so she can pull out one specific thing and then post about it. I know. I'm so like, she's listening now. Jealousy is a disease. I know. And she is sick. Please go get a life. Yeah. And go to the doctor. Chew. Wipe that, <sighs> wipe, wipe that little snot. Um, we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.